This is Real Moms 2 Podcast. We are the podcast for the mom who is looking to connect with other relatable, empathetic, authentic, liberated moms. Welcome to your virtual mommy village. If you love what you hear, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you really, really love us, leave a comment. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Real Moms 2. That's T-O-O. Hey, everybody. This is Alana Parks, and I'm here with my favorite co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Your energy is on 25 today. I am Sia Chekwa. Well, I only got to spend an hour with you <laughs> talking about everything but this podcast. <laughs> no, it's, all, it, it's all helpful. It's all relatable. Yes, I am. Is. I'm not under the weather, but I just started sneezing. My family is. So I hope that's not an uh-uh. indication. And I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> No germs over here. <laughs> Ain't no germs on me. It's okay. So, anyway, welcome. Yes, welcome you all. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope you enjoy today's conversation about child care. Yes. And before and after care. I don't know if it's one. It's basically one and the same. But Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how old your kid is and how you, what you refer to it as, child care, before care, after care, day care. <laughs> care care <laughs> care bear it is what it is <laughs> but yeah so that's what we're talking about today um and this conversation is stemmed from a few things yeah yeah so i don't know if you guys were on social media last week but senator kamala harris posted this well i mean she didn't post anything but there was an <laughs> article about a bill that she is trying to pass for after not aftercare <laughs> She's trying to pass a bill to extend the school day. So the school day would be from 8 to 6 p.m. And the goal is to provide extracurricular activities is what they indicated for the 3 to 6 p.m. So technically it's extending the school day, but it would be like the regular school day would end at 3. And then from 3 to 6, kids would participate in extracurricular activities so that their parents who work late well, can get off. See, this is what happened when you don't read. Because I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, so it's a five. It's a grant that some schools are going to start it. I can't remember the city. I believe somewhere on the West Coast. That would be, they would get grants over $5 million in grants over a few years. Now, the grant breakup is confusing, though. But we're not going to get into that because this is not a political episode. But it really would just be to focus on some of the low income developing areas okay who don't typically have extra funds for hmm. child care now this is interesting that this just popped up because i literally had someone hit me up like hey i heard you was a stay at home mom and can you help me with before care and I was kind of sad that I could not help this mom out, y'all. I was like, dang, like, that's what we're here for. I want to be in the mommy village. I want to be a part of mother's villages and help them be successful. But at the end of the day, I have to take my kids to school as well. Right. So I hated that I wasn't going to be able to help this mom. But the reality is this is a for real issue. It is. And the bigger issue, the reason why we're bringing this up with Um, The bill that um, Senator Harris is trying to introduce as she is running for president along with 30 other people. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) um, is the fact that 
the school day ends at three and most of us don't get off work till five or six, sometimes even later. Yeah. And we let's be honest, we are a society now that has way more working moms than we've had in decades. So yep, there is know. a there is a real issue. But I think the bigger conversation should be had about the cost of childcare because that's why we have an issue. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean. My kids, I think I talked about this before as one of the reasons why I decided to go ahead and stay at home was because I was stressed out. Like, okay, man, they got to be at school by nine. The earliest I could drop them off is 830 and I got to pick up by 330 p.m. Like, who, who, where is that job? Where is that job where you could go in at nine and be out by three? Part time. And, and still get paid. <laughs> Like a full-time right. employee, you know, pay right. your bills and all that jazz. So, I mean, this is for real, a for real issue. But I don't know. Extending the school day from... Uh, okay, I really so, think about the teachers. Yes. So, I think when I saw the bill initially, I'm like, mm, no. When I read it, I'm still like, mm, that makes sense. But I don't think it addresses the issue. Because, first off... Teachers already don't make enough money in a lot of these school districts. Correct. And they're already there all dang on day. Coming in early, leaving late. Yes. And teachers now, unfortunately, it's required, not required, that they do more than just teach. They are counselors. They are parents. They are support. They are way more than they've ever been. I mean, they actually probably was always doing those things. Yeah, but now it's almost like a requirement. Yeah, because these parents ain't trying to parent, but (laughs) that's another story for another day. Well, I think, too, like, I mean, there's just a lot of people being stressed thin. So then the teachers sometimes pick up the slack. I don't think that's fair to add more work to them. Now, the bill did say that they would pay the teachers. You'd have to sign up to pay. But then what about their kids? I thought about that. But then if their kids are at school longer, too, then, I mean, (laughs) it kind of evens out. I guess I don't know. When I first saw it. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, finally, somebody is trying to do something. Yeah. Because the way school is structured now, I'm honestly, I'm I'm kind of confused as to why it was ever set up like this in the beginning. <laughs> but we already know why, because most of the moms, where most, wait a minute first, were most of the moms staying at home or were most of the white moms staying at home? My granny always worked. <laughs> Um, all my grandparents did i think statistically overall in like the 50s and before most uh-huh. women were at home it hmm. just overall granted hmm. i don't no. know the exact numbers but yeah. i think overall more women were at home and yeah. if or, they weren't they were they at, maybe had a friend down the street that was yes or they worked jobs like cleaning home for a lot of the black women that yeah. cleaned homes and stuff sometimes the kids just you know what though i don't know if they were home i think we were just more okay with our kids being at home by themselves you remember how we talked about like my mom jokes about how she would my mother yeah my mama is in her early 50s she jokes about going home for lunch and walking back at five and six years old Walking home to for yeah, I mean I heard <laughs> on the radio crazy. like I can't even fathom. Oh that. yeah, I heard on the radio this morning about somebody was saying that they used to take the city bus at five years old. Yeah, or I heard of a kid recently Ubering to school and the parent like that was this big old thing on the Breakfast Club before because the parents had to go to work 
and they were in the city. The bus route wasn't taking them, so they would Uber to school and Uber home. I feel like that gets a little costly, but people were talking about would you feel comfortable putting your kid? Right. Anyway, I mean, I do. It's just we were in a different time back in the day where it was more. It was. It, it definitely felt safer back then. Yeah, even. <laughs> um, and I think kids, when you got into trouble, it was as a group, and it was not like as dangerous trouble or serious trouble. I yeah. think now kids are actually doing things that like could send them to jail or that get them killed. And, um, no, they was doing that then too. They probably was. <laughs> we just, but nowadays I think the things that make me nervous are cars driving. Oh my gosh. 50 miles per hour on 35. texting and driving just like crazy. People not paying attention. There's no accountability. You see a kid doing something that can maybe harm themselves and nobody's going to say anything. They're just going to let them like, oh, who is they mama? Keep it moving. <laughs> you know, they don't, we just don't check each other like we used to. But again, I mean this, this before care and after care thing is a real issue. Like, okay, so let's break that down. Yeah. Okay. So, I did some a little bit of research, and the average child care cost, um, according to the Economic Policy Institute, is anywhere from four thousand to twenty two thousand dollars a year. It could be more. Ain't nobody got time for that. So think about it: if you don't make that much money, Lord. and you're paying four thousand dollars anywhere from. First of all, l- let's rewind. $22,000 is That's somebody's college, college tuition. tuition. Yes. So if I'm paying that and they're not even in college, we literally, when we have kids or get pregnant, our first thing we say is, let's save up for college. We don't never now. talk about saving up for before or after care. So what child you said before and after this care? This is for just for child, child care, care in okay. general. Okay. Yes. That's still a lot. So there is like an average cost. According to care.com, they did like a survey. They surveyed like 4,000 people. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people use that site to find babysitters. Yeah. Um, they surveyed, and the average cost that people were paying was about 240 to $250 per week for and got um, it. aftercare. That, that I mean, that's a lot. That's almost a th- that's over $1,000 a month, depending on where you fall on the spectrum and these are averages so you know they're in the middle right 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 so there's people that's paying way more than that and there may be less. some people paying and then less obviously your location the number of children the number of hours all determine where you fall on the yeah. spectrum more yeah. or less yeah that's what's interesting you get excited for your kid to go to school you're like oh finally free daycare or <laughs> free i don't have to pay daycare but then you're like oh wait what am i do before school and after school so there are programs yes but they aren't everywhere and i think that's the biggest issue so even when they have them they may be limited space so then you have waiting lists yeah so then in the meantime what the heck are you supposed to do you're supposed to cry (laughs) no so okay so the program that comes to mind for me is Latchkey. Okay. Explained. Latchkey. I think we talked about we this We talked before. about it before. See, it actually has the actual definition of it. As far as I know, Latchkey is for kids who parents can't pick them up on time or drop them off by the time that they need to. So it's a form of before and after care program, depending on the school district, the school you're at. So in my, my kids' school district, they have Latchkey in the morning and they have Latchkey in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I think you can drop them off as early as 7, and I think you can pick up as late as 6 p.m. Okay. So um, there is a cost cost associated to it. Um, they do not allow pre-K to 
utilize those services, meaning <laughs> I still have to get, I, basically there's no point in me putting my son in it if I still have to come and get my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is one option that some working parents have. But the cost is definitely minimal compared to how much we were paying for daycare. Right. But there is still a cost. So I say all that to say, if I'm Senator Harris, I would like us to invest more in the before and after care programs opposed to extending the day. Yeah. Well, I think her, so I read, did a little bit more research. I think the goal was instead of sending them to another program, keep them at the school so they don't have to be transported. Lashkey is at the school. Well, I, well, I mean, she's talking about programs that oh, like that, they don't they don't have they don't have a program yeah. or they go to daycare. So she was saying that it's better to keep them at the school and they could just stay. The problem with that is I think like again I said earlier that the schools already do a lot. And I think we should again focus on the bigger issue is why do why does child care costs keep rising? Yeah. And we know that we're a working country. This country is built on the backs of people that work tirelessly to the end of the their freaking grave and Literally. we still we need to have resources and support that pushes that. If we were going this is what this country is going to be founded on and we should focus on supporting what we already have yeah. been doing. We've been a working country for decades and now even more with more moms going to work instead of staying home. So then if that's the case, then why not address that issue instead of putting on it schools? Because one, we already know they're not funded the way they should be funded. Very true. They're already struggling with test scores. Like there's just a lot on the schools and I don't think it's the school's responsibility. Now, if you're going to create these grants then just create a grant for that instead of putting on a school, because we need, those are to me, they're two separate issues that need to be addressed and when you combine it it just i feel like it's putting a band-aid on a yeah. big old i mean scar <laughs> i'm not gonna lie though i do feel like it's at least a step in the right direction Definitely. because it's giving parents an option it's giving some schools an option um and i guess it's, it won't hurt unless you, it won't you won't know until you try it That's right true. well they but, did say it would be a small program i don't think it's gonna pass because honey not about to be president let's just move on <laughs> Oh wait, I thought this was just no, no, no. She's a senator said, though, so no. Well, I mean, the bill is for her specific area. She's trying to raise her. I know awareness, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the the to me, one of the big issues is companies and education don't talk. Right. I mean, you see that literally in the workforce in general. You are like, how many people do you know go to work and say, I didn't use nothing I did in college. <laughs> so yeah. you got that issue, but then you just have these CEOs. These higher ups who have the help, so they don't care or they don't understand about that. I can't the people stay here that, all day. Yeah, or not even that, but they don't think about. Um, they don't have to think about the people, like on the uh, entry on the level, the yeah. entry level type of jobs. They are just looking at it from a high level. Well, I was able to do it, so boom, right? But um, they're not thinking about those moms who have to work a set a set schedule you know mm-hmm. now my my husband's company they have been trying to be more flexible because that's been a big complaint for people who have been working there they've been telling them hey we need a little bit more balance right my kid gets sick i need you to be okay with me leaving and no i'm not going to be able to tell you in advance i don't know when my kid is going to get sick right and things come up we have been so inclined to work that even when something does come up we like i'm stuck you don't even think to ask. <laughs> right. You're just like, nope, the meeting is at two. 
and I got to pick up by 2.30, so oh, I can't do it. You right. know, you just assume you can't do it. So I will would like to encourage parents to just ask um, and just be honest. I know we said this before with the healthy boundaries. Sometimes it's just being upfront and honest about what your needs are. But again, until we start voicing our opinions and mm-hmm. voicing our needs and wants, not only when we vote, but to our companies, they're, they're not, not going to change They're anything. not going to change. And that's why I think that this bill or even the articles raise bigger topics that we have bigger issues in this country which is the fact that people do not respect work-life family balance which the whole concept really doesn't exist but there is some kind of flexibility that should be happening on both sides like yeah we should not be working people to death and they never see their family no absolutely we not. should not be out here raising child care rates when we already working a lot to try to pay the rates that already exist. And let's be honest, a lot of the care is not getting better. The prices are just going up. Correct. It ain't like they're teaching your kids how to <laughs> read or how to, you know what I mean? Like, they ain't learning no People second language. People still have language. to do child. Like, girl, that's, <laughs> girl, when we was looking for daycare for our first our firstborn Tyson, um, we walked into these places. I mean, you know, we started off with a nice spot. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, this is nice. Look at that. They told me them infant prices a month, a week. Yeah, infant cost. Girl, I looked at that lady and said, well, what are you, t- is he going to learn Mandarin when he done here? <laughs> is he going to know all the baby sign language? <laughs> so What are y'all teaching my baby? Like, I need to know, is he getting like top grade formula? Like, oh what is gosh. going on? No, because you have to bring it. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, are y'all providing diapers and wipes that we can take home if we need no, to? No, ma'am, you got to bring that too. So that's Girl. the thing, like the cost. It's, it's steadily on uh, incline. Like, it just keeps... If you go and look mm. at the numbers, they're steadily going up. I did a little Googling and <laughs> basically said that the average cost for, like, a college tuition versus the average cost of infant care, the infant care is only three about $300 less than the average cost that don't of... That make no sense. In-state like, tuition. We're never go- parents are never going to get a dang on break. Like, and don't be like me who have two kids two years apart like we're screwed and it's almost like dang do y'all not want us to repopulate the world no we, like they don't <laughs> because i, honestly I don't believe have that's no support why, i do believe that's why a lot of millennial like you you know we have some friends who are like one and done or girl not boy at all. i'm done or i ain't having them at all yeah it costs too much and i hate that i hate that we're there because being a mother is so dope y'all like it it's definitely has some headaches but you have some really joyous days. But, I mean, it's just, ugh. Yeah, it's stressful. I, I mean, I legit, that was a big reason why I quit my job. I was just <laughs> like, I can't. I can't do it. it. I want to be around my kids. And who going to pick them up? And, like, you know, my husband and I, we are we don't have a whole lot of help. And the help that we do have, they working too. Right. They can't get off. <laughs> right. So when we think about all that, then what are some, like, solutions to this problem? Because clearly yeah. child care costs and aftercare and before care costs is an issue and even that it, the availability is an issue because like we said earlier there's waiting lists like yeah oh we didn't actually so one thing that Sia looked up was it said that two out of three applications cannot be funded so if you do like try to apply for aftercare before care um program there's a big chance that you might not get in because there's it's going to be a waiting list not enough slots so the earlier you can jump on it the better that is one solution um if you are able to try to stagger your day with yeah. your partner i think that's a huge one 
But again, the companies have to be flexible enough to allow that. Somebody's going to have to bend and say, yes, you can come in at seven and get off at three. Right. Somebody's going to have to say, yes, you can come in at nine and get off at five or whatever it is. You know? I, I mean, so for those of you that don't know, my husband played in the NFL for a while. So now he's retired and he's back. He's worked, not back. This is his like <laughs> first time like, having real jobs. And he and I told him like when he would play, he was like, when I'm done, I'll be fine working at nine to five. I'll be good. Well, little did he know that I was right and he was wrong because he started <laughs> working and he would say like, how do people do life when you work nine to five? By the time I get off at five o'clock, everything is closed. The bank is closed. Mm. Freaking post office is closed. Like everything I need to take care of is closed. So it when he when he brings that up it always makes me think like why who said that we needed to work nine to five or eight to the four factories who came up with this and left it that way because the reality is ford blame ford <laughs> dang on assembly line he started this stuff with those the, factories the and assembly line but yeah, we but, no, but we have right. different businesses now so we should yeah. adjust to that i mean some of these countries are do, doing global work so why are we staggering the time so that people can actually live a life because literally once you get off work you I'm get through lie, though, traffic that global stuff is what's messing us up too yeah because true. oh i can't get off at seven to, until seven because i gotta wait till the west coast time get in oh i gotta be here at 4 a.m because i'm working with um, S- um singapore right now right. and they five hours ahead those are the type of things i had to deal with when i was working i'm like i gotta be up at what time because the UK needs to do what? <laughs> um, can y'all handle this until I get on? Like you, but but that is why that's a part of the reason why our hours, some of the hours are staggered, but they're staggered they're in the like worst way possible sometimes. But I think too, then they should allow the employees to have some say in what that staggered schedule looks like. They should, and that is why I do appreciate some companies who are making these relationships with childcare. Um, companies or having child care at their offices and there are a lot of companies if you're listening continue to do that open it up more though we need more slots because y'all we just need the flexibility we do because like nowadays too parent teacher conferences and coming up professional development is happening for teachers so they have these half days randomly throughout the year they have no school other days and it is difficult to find child care from time to time Baby Elia, yeah, yeah, I know we gotta get a um, a baby coming from time to time. She, you might not even be able to hear her, but um, so staggering your day, trying to use before and after care. If you are one of those moms, my call center girls out there, I know, I know, y'all are on that set schedule, ain't too much you could do about it, and I hate that for you. So this is when your village is gonna come in as best as possible. You're going to have to start building some relationships with other moms so you guys can start helping each other. Um, See, did you ever used to watch, what's Gabrielle Union's old show called? Being Mary Jane? Did you used to watch Being Mary Jane? Yes, I did. Do you remember when her niece started that, like, car seat business? Oh, yeah. I do remember that. And she was helping other moms get their kids to different locations, but they didn't always have the seat that they needed. Well, I think if we did something like that before childcare, that would be gotcha. Like that's the hard I get part. off at this time, and I think I really do think so. The difference between back then and now, your neighbors help raise oh your kids. Oh my gosh, they help so much. We don't even know what our neighbors' names are now. <laughs> 
don't even know at all. So I think that that to me is if we went back to that village mentality that we always talk about, I think people would be better off because yeah. but again it is a scary place out here it nowadays. is we have some serious trust issues and you deserve to have those trust issues i get it i really do you you know your neighbor was the one reason why you got your trust <laughs> issues you know what I'm, I'm not even saying it in a funny way but like some for real trauma may have happened yeah, to people that is true. so i totally understand why you're a little guarded but um that's when your prayer life come in okay you know what i'm saying right so lastly though i think Politically, we Ooh. have to tell these people to listen to us. They yes. have, these politicians. I am not like a politician hater, but there are a lot that far removed that that just don't get what we need, mm-hmm. and so they're advocating on behalf of I don't know who, but it just doesn't meet the needs that we need. So we need to really. I know it sounds crazy, but there were times in decades past that it was like regular to call your politician now we like where do we even get the number how do we even do that what do we say like we just need to be bigger advocates for ourselves on how to do that whether i mean whether it's going to a town hall meeting whether it's um like she said making a phone call send an email nowadays and every time i've talked to one of my state representatives they want to hear from you more importantly they they want to know what we need so yes yes do not hesitate to reach out to them remember they are here to help you are part of their community they are part of yours so i highly recommend that as well too um kamala harris i know what you're trying to do but it needs to be able to tweak a little bit more boo boo just a smidget more and, and i would love to hear everybody else's thoughts on this conversation should we extend the school day should we just invest more in that before and after care do we need to cut child care costs? Of course, we need to do that. But just we want to hear y'all thoughts, though, yes, on this all. and some solutions because the reality is this is a problem that needs to be fixed. I just don't know if this is the best way to go about doing it. I agree. Well, this is Real Moms, too, your favorite mom friends. So join the conversation on our social media. Oh, my gosh. At <laughs> Real Moms, too. That's T-O-O, not T-W-O. I'm bringing back the old school stuff, y'all. <laughs> I am so bad. I need to just like a sticky note. Like this is what our page <laughs> is. This is what our email is. Yes. Yes. And email us at the real mom. See, you almost messed up. Y'all didn't see, but she almost messed up too. Like, why she be talking about Don't me. worry about me <laughs> at gmail.com. So you ain't even let me finish girl at the real mom to at gmail.com. Yeah. So Hit us up. Let us know what you think. What is the solution for this child rising child care costs and the lack of before and after care? I am Alana Parks. And I'm Sia Chekwa. That's all we have for today. Tune in next week. Bye.